Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to part two of our World AIDS Day special. And here now we're going to welcome Dan Harry and Marta Buffito. Dan is of I Kissed a Boy fame and he is partaking in a clinical trial which hopes to create a vaccination to prevent people from contracting HIV. He's joined by Marta. She's the clinical director of HIV at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital where the clinical trial is taking place. And we're just talking about where they're at with the development of the vaccine, the groundbreaking science involved and it's so fascinating to hear Dan talking about common misconceptions when it comes to HIV treatment and talking about how people have spoken to him about it online is really fascinating. And actually, you know, I, I talk to my husband about this a lot, like the fear. And we, me and Erdem talked about this in the interview we did the other week, the fear that was put in us and how that actually still, our fear is frozen in time and actually what is going on now and the opportunities and the advancements are so different to the fear that was instilled in us. So this is a wonderful chat. Let's go have a listen to them. You know, we're talking about World AIDS Day and we're talking about developments in terms of AIDS and HIV. Could we just start, though, with a bit about what living with HIV in 2023 looks like? Because it's really evolved, hasn't it? 
So nowadays, living with HIV is incredibly different to what it used to be in the late 80s, early 90s. And everything changed when in 1996, in Vancouver at the World AIDS Conference, the data on the use of antiretroviral therapies were presented. So since then, we know that today, people who are living with HIV can take antiretroviral therapy. The therapies have improved remarkably since the 90s, are much better tolerated and much easier to take. So by taking antiretroviral therapy, people are able to conduct normal life, if we can use the word normal. They have a life expectancy that is very, very similar to the life expectancy of people who do not have HIV. Mm, I mean, it's incredible, incredible progress, isn't it? And then, Dan, how did you get involved in the clinical trial for a vaccine? So it was kind of random, to be honest. So like, it was, it was a long time ago, so it was before I ever shot the show or anything like that. And one of my friends actually he said that he had been doing this research trial that he'd heard about. Um, I think he'd maybe heard about it when he was at one of his sexual health checkups. For whatever reason, he was put forward as being someone who would be, like, he had he was the criteria that they were looking for. Um, so he did phase one of a HIV vaccine trial. And he was telling me about it. He said he was just going to his appointments. He was being given this um, injection. Um, and it was all going really well. And I was just really intrigued by that. So... I said to him, can you please put me in touch with the hospital? Because I would love to join and take part. But the way these things work is that they have phases. So whatever phase he was involved in, I had to wait for the next phase to start before I could join. I went and did some checks and they found, they realised that I was eligible to, um, to take part in the trial as a volunteer. Tell me about your own misconceptions about HIV that have been sort of challenged as a result of of doing this? I feel like I've been kind of like thrust into this world and this community of HIV um, because I'm taking part in the trial and because of some of the work that I'm doing with Terence Higgins Trust, which is a huge HIV charity. Um, and it has forced me to face some of, some of my own misconceptions, particularly some that I had when I was growing up. So for example, like one of my real motivations for taking part in the trial, it was because when I was a teenager in school, kind of discovering myself and realising that I was gay, we never had any sort of sexual health education in schools for like anything other than the heteronormative way. So for that reason, like I was the only kind of like knowledge I had of HIV was what I was hearing um, from other people in my little town in Scotland, which was not a lot. So I actually had my own fears. Like I was like, so I'm gay, which means I'm going to die of HIV. That was almost my thinking when I was young. It wasn't until I started to grow up and meet other gay people, I realised that that was such a huge misconception that I had. And actually, like mm. Marta was saying, people live normal lives with HIV now. But even just in, in terms of since I've been talking publicly about taking part in the trial, I've been facing some misconceptions like... People think that I'm doing it for some sort of personal protection, as if I am really personally concerned that I will contract HIV, um, which is not the case. Or people think that it's in, like, in relation to my sex life, as if I'm, for whatever reason, I'm worried about the way I'm, the mass sexual activity would put me at higher risk, which again, is not necessarily the case. Oh. So there are things like that that, I'm ha that I find that I have to clarify. Also, people just people just think, because they hear me talking about um, being involved in the trial and they hear me talking about HIV. So 
naturally people just think that I am HIV positive as well. So they don't actually really connect the dots to realise, well, of course, he's not HIV positive because if he was, he would never be able to be a volunteer in this trial. Yeah, exactly. And and people have asked you whether you're being injected with HIV. Is that right? All the time. That's such the buzz question that I get asked is, so you've been given HIV, so does that mean you've got HIV? I get asked that all the time, which Marta will maybe be able to explain better, but my understanding of it is, no, I'm not being injected with HIV. I'm being injected with a genetically engineered replica of the virus, which is made to look and act like HIV within my body, which in turn then gives me immunity. Yes, you are saying it really well. The vaccine trial that Dan is uh, taking part in involves the administration of some DNA in a viral vector, which means that after administration, the proteins that are very similar uh, to the HIV virus are released so that the immune system can fight them. And this is the same for many, many vaccines in terms of the general concepts behind, you know, releasing part of the viruses so that the immune system can fight it. I'd love you to tell us a bit about the history of the vaccine, because I know that, you know, trials have been going on for a long, long time. But why has it taken so long to get to this stage with the vaccine for HIV? One, and is that also anything to do with the reputation of HIV being something associated with LGBT people? Has that worked against it? Because I also know that actually in developing countries, that's not the case at all. Yeah, it's a very good question. I would like to say no. The problem is the fact that HIV leads to a chronic condition because the virus penetrates into the human DNA, Mm -hmm. while other viruses don't. And I was really interested also to read that um, the vaccine, you know, HIV has long been associated with the LGBT community, and I would say perhaps specifically gay men, but actually should this trial go well, you know, the main users will not be um, gay men, right? It's the, the the challenges around HIV are far beyond, is that? Yeah, the large trials that I was mentioning before on other vaccines that have already been published with negative results, unfortunately, or very partial positive results in the case of only one vaccine in Thailand, were run in sub-Saharan Africa and in Southeast Asia. And uh, mm-hmm. not in, not necessarily only in LGBT uh, communities. Uh, you know, for for everybody where the where HIV is endemic. And this trial that you're on, Dan, what what was the sort of breakthrough that enabled this to this vaccine to go to get to this stage? And and how how are we doing? This is a European platform of funding for vaccine development for infections that don't have, you know, protection. And Mm. uh, they they picked this because it uh, it looked promising and they're looking at the results as we speak. So uh, hopefully before Christmas, uh, we will know a little bit more on whether the vaccination has been able to lead to the production of antibodies against HIV that are protective. Yeah, and in terms of like where I'm at with the with the process of the trial, so the my, my involvement in the trial lasted about thirteen months, I believe, and I I've had two of the three doses so far, and how each one works is I'm given a 
like an injection in one arm and then a, like a pressurised injection, which is like a new technology for um, giving vaccines in the other arm. Um, and then throughout that pro throughout those months, I give loads of blood, so much blood, which by the way, I absolutely hate that. <laughs> There's like one nurse in the hospital um, called Serge and he's like a fabulous Parisian French um, gay man. And he's the one guy that I trust to, <laughs> to take my blood. So he does that. Um, and and then after I get the vaccine dose, I then have to complete a diary for the next week, just doc documenting any sort of changes. So like, how do I feel? What's my fever? What's my temperature? Is there any redness, any bruising? I basically just have to document all of that and go in regularly to see the, the nurses to make sure everything's logged. Can I just ask one more question to Marta? That this is the question I get asked more that the most popular question I get asked about the trial is how will they test if it's worked? And the reason why I get asked that, and I'm always kind of like, I kind of roll my eyes whenever I get asked this question, but this is why I want to ask you because I just need to know. Because this the assumption is also oh, are you just gonna come off prep and just start having unprotected sex and see what happens? Like that is literally what people think. So I want to like cover that myth right now and just, yeah, let me know. Yeah, so how well they test if it works. We're talking about the best labs and the best scientists in the world. And this is a people who have 20, 30 years of experience studying vaccine responses. I am uh, I'm quite comfortable and confident that what they tell us is what 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 it is and is it based on they use the blood that i've given to test that or yes that's correct at the moment yeah good point because it's a phase one the results are based on the blood results um later phases are based on whether people are diagnosed with hiv or not but today as you as you say as you know it's really important to know that the real way to prevent hiv is taking prep that that's all we have mm. today, and these vaccines are these vaccine trials are just very experimental. Yes, so take prep, keep taking the prep to prevent it today. Other options might be there tomorrow. Fascinating to read that Freddie Mercury was involved in the first trial. Is that right? So, well, Marty, maybe you'd know more about this, but he, I don't know if he was involved in the trial, but he was treated for his HIV in the same hospital that we are doing the the, the trial oh, in. I, Which, I mean, whenever Serge told me that, so Serge, the, the French gay nurse, fabulous, by the way, he told me this story and I was like, oh my God, this is like, because Freddie Mercury is my, my man. I absolutely love Freddie. So whenever I found that out, I was like, Wow. That's amazing. He was seen at Chelsea with Mr. Hospital. And it's something that will always be in our minds and in our hearts because he didn't make the 1996 innovation. He didn't make it until then. And what made you want to get involved in this specific area, Marta? Because I imagine, you know, you chose to climb Everest. I was a, I was a medical student and I just... I. I just actually started to work as a volunteer in rehab communities in the mid-90s, before 1996, and uh, early, early 90s, actually. And all of the friends I made there, they knew they were going to die because of HIV. 
And mm. it was really uh, a challenge. And I just decided that I would do infectious diseases as a specialty after medical school. And if I may add something to what Dan was saying, I think we we don't celebrate enough volunteers like Dan because it is volunteers like Dan that change the history of medicine and the history of humanity. Because mm. people take part into trials that allow the community to understand how, you know, diseases work and how to prevent them and how to treat them. Mm. So I I will never be able to thank enough what Dan is doing, which is actually the opposite or protecting himself. Yeah, and it is it really is incredible. And and I, I wondered, Dan, like, what's been the best thing about it? Well, <clears throat> it's, it's honestly been such an amazing journey. It really, really has. Like, the whole reason I kind of decided to start speaking publicly about it was just through Serge, the nurse, when I walked into my first ever appointment, recognised me from I Kissed the Boy. So it immediately sparked this conversation of, oh, wow, like, you've got this platform and what do, like, what do you do with your platform, blah, 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 blah. So... I then was just so impressed with the work that all the doctors and nurses had been doing for all these like decades in this field. And I just really wanted to have them be recognised for that. So that was why mm. I decided to speak out publicly about it. But by doing that, it's raised so much awareness for the trial, for the work that the doctors and nurses have been doing for all this time. When I go out and I'm out in bars and clubs or whatever and I'm out and about, I have so many people come up to me and say, I'm HIV positive and what you're doing means so much to me. Thank you. Or I lost my partner to HIV. This means so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. You, you have no idea what it means. Like I, I get the most amazing feedback and um, mm. that is just, it's kind of crazy to me actually. And I'll, I'll often say to my friends, like I'll explain what they've just said to me and I'm like, I can't believe that someone feels this way that they want to tell me like, that they lost their partner to HIV and they're just so grateful that I'm out there speaking about this. So, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, it's it's truly wonderful. Little final question. If people want to get involved, if they want to take part in whatever way they can, what do they do? They can uh, contact the clinical research facility at Chelsea with Mr. Hospital and mm-hmm. other large hospitals in London will run clinical trials for HIV prevention and treatment all the time. Because what we need is advertisement. And we need people like Dan that, I'm going to use this word again, it's one of my least favorite ones, but they normalize the HIV, Mm. you know. So while, while normalizing HIV, you make it less scary and therefore people come, they test, they take treatment or they take PrEP and we can get to zero new diagnosis in 2030, which is the objective of the government. So if you want to take part in two trials, you just contact the HIV clinics across London, across the UK, because they run clinical trials for new treatments, but very much for prevention of HIV. Thanks, everybody, for contributing to this episode. This has been wonderful. Now, tune in next week where we'll be chatting to comedy legend, I love this man, Stephen K. Amos. Get in touch, stay connected at Homo Sapiens on Instagram, at Homo Sapiens Podcast on Facebook. And if in doubt, it's hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast. Dad.
www.ghostbusinessmovie.com. Bye for now. Powered by Spirit Studios.